Hey, how you doing? Brian Kane, host of the Baseball Mental Performance Mastery Podcast with Kane and Casey. And super excited that you're going to join Sean, the mayor, Casey, and I to talk about mental performance in baseball on this podcast. Now, the first seven episodes, you're going to hear me refer to this podcast as Coffee with Kane and Casey. And that was kind of the name that we gave it when we first got started. And then as we were going through it, we kind of came to the realization that yeah, we're having coffee as we do it, but we're always talking about baseball mental performance mastery. So let's just call it what it is. Baseball mental performance mastery with Kane and Casey. We talk about the mental game and what you can do both on and off the field to level up and play your best when it means the most. We talk about routines, process, mindset, competing one pitch at a time, and you get to hear from one of baseball's best hitters. Sean is a lifetime 300 hitter and current analyst for the MLB Network, so we bring on different guests that are playing in Major League Baseball, guests that Sean played with, they're some of the greats of Major League Baseball, and we talk about all things baseball mental performance mastery. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to be on the show with us, you can email me, brian at briancane.com, or if you head over to the No Filter Network, just Google No Filter Network, and when you go there, click on Hosts, click on Brian Kane, and we can get you a ticket to come on the show, and you can be a part of Baseball Mental Performance Mastery with Kane and Casey. Let's get to it and dominate the day. While we're waiting for the mayor to come in and join us here today, a couple key things I think to talk about is you know, this concept that we've come back to consistently here on the show of having a, what I call a one-word focus or a one-word brand. And if you were to ask yourself right now, what's one word that if you would intentionally live, you feel like you'd give yourself the best chance to close that gap from where you are to where you want to be? What's that one word for you? And inside of our chat, go ahead and post what that one word is for you, that if you would live that one word, it would help you close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. For me, that one word is discipline. And if I can live with better discipline, that's going to give me the best chance to close the gap from where I am to where I want to be, to be the person I want to be. And when I, every morning, part of my routine, what's up, Case? Welcome, welcome, man. What's up, brother? Hey, hey, hey doing? Good. When you get a chance, go ahead and flip that camera on so we can see that beautiful mug of yours. I'm talking yeah. about my one word brand right now. The one word that I'm trying to intentionally live, to close that gap from where I am to where I want to be. That one word for me, brother, is discipline. And with discipline, I ask myself every morning as part of my AM success journal, which we can talk about journaling on another call or even today. But with that AM success journal, one of the things I write down is I write down my one word and then I go through what I call the start, stop, continue process. And the start, stop, continue process is literally what do I need to start doing to have more discipline? What do I need to stop doing so I can have more discipline? And what do I want to continue doing? So literally today I said, what do I got to start doing? I said, start getting out of bed before as part of the 5 a.m. club before 6 a.m. and sweat before screens i've been doing it i'm not as consistent as i want to be so i got to start doing that every day sometimes i'm up late on calls till 10 30 at night and i like to get my eight to nine hours of sleep but i gotta get out of bed in 5 a.m. club and get sweating before screen what do i got to stop doing i got to stop being on the phone past 9 p.m. i got to get in the rack man i got to get my recovery what do i got to continue doing journal so for me that's very basic behaviors around my one word Case, if there was one word right now for you, man, before we go into talking about spring training and kind of spring training mindset, if there was one word for you right now that if you could live as the mayor, you would close the gap from where you are to where you want to be, what's that one word for you? Wow, that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> clarity. 
clarity. I, and I think it goes along with discipline. Like, <laughs> you know, one of the things for me is like really, really figuring out like, uh, you know, getting clarity on my schedule. You know, sometimes I feel like there's, I got so many balls in the air at times, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I gotta like, like I look at your schedule, Kaner, and I'm like, wow, like, I don't know how that dude keeps, you know, you, you know, you have such a tight schedule for all the people you talk to, all the teams you're with, the personal stuff. And then you're, you know, then you're training all that stuff. You know, I admire that. And I know that just didn't happen overnight. So, you know, I think that's the next thing for me, like the next real stage for me is like getting that clarity of like what my days look like. Mm. Well, and I think one of the places to start, right? And this comes out of a great, one of my favorite books called The One Thing by Gary Keller of Keller Williams Real Estate. He talks about the one thing that really moves the needle for real estate agents. And I think it's true for everybody is time blocking. And I think one of the best things that we can all do is, is start to time block and say, okay, what does my ideal day look like? And I say ideal day and then we work to ideal week. You know, and then it goes into like ideal month and then ideal quarter and then ideal year and like the rhythm. So then you can live your ideal life because ideal life doesn't just happen by accident, man. It's got to happen through intention, right? And if you don't know what your ideal day looks like, it's really hard to have one. The other thing you run into is like yesterday. So I've got 30 minute blocks. My schedule now, basically, if I look at big block is, is wake up, wake up 530. And then I have my morning routine, 5.30 to 6, where like I just get moving for 15 minutes. I like literally get dressed and get coffee. And I can't even move, but I get going. And then I journal for 15 minutes. At 6 o'clock, I go work out from basically, let's say, 6 to 8, 8.30. I shower, I eat, I'm at the computer by 9, and I'm coaching in 30-minute blocks, 9 until noon. I then have basically noon until 6 to either work on projects, to write books, to make videos, or go golf do more training, hang out with family, whatever I want to do. And then I coach again, 30 minute block, six to nine, shut down nine to nine 30. And I'm going to bed. Now it doesn't always go that way. And this is a new routine for the month of March. Cause I finally got Wi-Fi at our golf course house that we got. So I can literally at noon, walk it in the garage, take the golf course down to the practice area. It's not a driving range. It's a practice area. We went out <laughs> to the practice area and I start getting after it. Cause I want to be good. Um, but to me, that's like the big block schedule. Now, yesterday, what happens is some, you know, one of my coaches who's, who's a high profile division one college baseball coach has a COVID issue that he's got to deal with during the first 25 minutes of our call. So then he gets on a phone with me. We got five minutes left in our block and he expects me to be able to be like, Hey, I need my 20 minutes to push everyone back. And I'm like, Hey, man, I got five minutes. And then I got someone else who's, who's, who's ready to go. So. It's up to you. You can prioritize. Hey, I can take this COVID and I can put it over here and go to my cane call and deal with COVID Aver later, or I can do COVID and I get five minutes of cane. It's up to them. But I can't, I, I've realized I used to adjust to everybody else. That's how I got to be a 240 pound fat guy because I was living <laughs> out of, re- I was living out of reaction to everybody else instead of playing offense, you know? So, right. Um, I think that, yeah, I think that planning tomorrow, tonight case, here's what I want you to do, man. In the next 24 hours before your head hits the pillow tonight, I want you to send me like a plan of what your ideal day looks like. Okay. Can you do that? I will. Yes. I just made him, ver- made him verbalize commitment. Right send Gator plan. Yes. What does your ideal day look like? Send it over to me and let's get started. And as we know, Case, it's the start that stops most people. And guess what? We got someone joining us here today. Tom, hope I say this right. Meet us. Tom, meet us. Are you in the no filter room? I am. Hey, Tom, thanks for joining us here on Costa with Kane and Casey, man. How you doing, brother? How's it going, Sean? Good, man. How's it going, my man? 
It's going pretty good. I'm just finishing up class. I'm a nice. Where are you? Where are you, Tom? Uh, Glenview, Illinois. It's a suburb of Chicago. Nice, man. Nice. Beautiful. And Tom, do you do you have a one word brand right now that you feel like this is the one word you're trying to live here for month month three of quarter one or what we would call round three of the first three round fight of 2021? Because there's four fights that are each three rounds. You look like a wrestler. I could see a cauliflower ear in that picture. Are you uh, are you living? What's the one word you're trying to live here in the third round of the first fight you got in 2021? Intentional. Mm. Mm. What do you got to do, Tom? What do you got to start, stop, continue to be more intentional? Run us through that process, please. Well, I got to start by getting my <clears throat> way of life app a little bit more consistent. Um, stop making excuses <clears throat> and just continue. <clears throat> you know, I've, I've, I've just been really inconsistent on that way of life app part. So <clears throat> I just, but, but my workouts have been there. So I want to continue just hammering away at the things that I'm doing well. Good. All right. So here we go. So what, I, what I'm going to hear you say, Tom, is you want to be more consistent with that success check light, checklist and the Way of Life app. Case, are you using the Way of Life app right now? No. Okay, so we got a double header today, man. We're going to play two. One, send Kane your schedule for tomorrow. Two, send me your Way of Life app success checklist. We'll dive into that, but get that app on your phone. It's a game changer. So Way of Life app is a success checklist. It's essentially the process. In case you're a big process guy, you talk about trusting the process all the time. Well, the process is your checklist. Right? The process is what do I want to do on a daily basis to help me become the best version of me? So if I have that checklist, I can follow that. And it sounds like Tom needs to be a little more consistent with that, as do I. Thank you, Tom. We got to stop making excuses, but keep hitting that workout, man, and keep doing it. Small, slow, daily, right? Baby steps are called progress. I always say too, like I know, I know for me, you know, I've made diff- made some, you know, big changes in the last few years. You know, as far as like getting up early, you know, I stopped drinking. I I uh, I started uh, I started meditating. Uh, I started um, you know eating clean. I started you know just so many different things happened in my life these last couple of years. And a lot of it was just creating new habits. You know, I, I looked at my life and I said, okay, what? You know, I, li- I like the line, you create your habits and your habits create you. And it's so true. It's either you have good habits and they create you, or you have, also you've created bad habits and the bad habits create you. So I know for me, it was just, you know, the, the mantra too, nothing changes if nothing changes. So for me, it was like, man, getting up early, like I, I wasn't used to that. Like, you know, really planning out my meals at the beginning of the week so I could m- make sure I had clean you know, vegetables and fruits and, and, and steel cut oats and, and, and eggs and all those things that, you know, I could eat during the week. And so I didn't have junk in my house. And so I created that new habit, just different things, make sure I made how to block for, for meditation, you know, 15 to 30 minutes every morning. So it was like, it took, it took, it took a good six months to really commit to doing that every day and be disciplined with, with it to, to, to change, you know, to really change some of the old habits that I had. And, uh, no, so I recommend that, man. Like create new habits for yourself and you'll start to see a, abundance of change as you do it. Mm. Awesome, man. Love that. Love that. Tom, any questions you got for the mayor before we rip into him talking about spring training mindset and kind of going back through, you know, maybe what he knows now through his career that he wishes he knew when he was just kind of getting going in his first couple of spring trainings. Any questions you got for the mayor? I can imagine Tom's in his school right now, probably on his phone, listening to this, interacting with kids, trying to do seven things at once, you know, or he's trying to do one thing. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Repeat the question. 
please. Yeah. Any questions you got for Sean Casey before we start diving into talking about spring training? Anything you want to ask Sean? <clears throat> yeah. No, unfortunately, I missed his one word for this quarter. Did he have a word? Uh, Case. My, my my one word. My one word was clarity. And then and that yeah, goes along with discipline too. Like just getting clarity. I like what you said. The in- intention, like, but just having more clarity about you know my days. Like like Kane and I were talking about you know the way of life app or whatever that process is to look at it, you know? So I think for me, it's clarity, like getting more clarity about what my days look like. Mm. Love nice. it. Tom, you want to, you want to ask the mayor to go through a start, stop, continue on clarity? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, what do you got to start, stop and continue? I got to start. I got to start. Uh, Every night looking at, looking at my next day and figuring out what's going on. I got to stop procrastinating with that and thinking that that's just going to happen and, uh, and continue. What do I got to continue to do? I got to continue to be aware that I'm freaking, I got to get my act together as far as that goes. <laughs> there, there you go. Okay. So it's the start that stops most people and the start's not going to stop you because Sean Casey just did it without even knowing that he did it. And what he did is he executed on what I call the three steps to goal get. Three steps to goal getting. Step number one, make a commitment. He made a commitment to the Way of Life app. He made a commitment to idea to structure in his day, planning today, tomorrow. I'm sorry, planning tomorrow, today. So Way of Life, plan tomorrow, today. Number one, make a commitment. He did that. Number two, make it public. He just did. He shared it with you, Tom. He shared it with me. Shared it with the No Filter Network. Shared it with the, all the people on the interwide web here. And the third thing he's going to do is he's going to make it happen. Make a commitment, make it public, make it happen. And when you follow those three steps, you create energy, and energy is what's going to move us forward. So, Tom, thanks for being with us, man. I know we got some people on here that uh, tuned in based off of the notes of what we posted around today's topic, which was going to be talking about kind of spring training and stories from spring training or success. Case, spring training is underway, man. What's uh, What does that feel like for you as a former major leaguer when spring training gets going? What's that like? You know, I, I tell you what, the, the the thing that I loved about spring training, when I think back, is like, you know, first off, you love seeing the guys. You love you love being back with everybody because in the offseason, you're doing a lot of, you know, you're with your personal trainer. You're doing a lot of hitting on your own. You're doing a lot of feeling. You're doing a lot of alone work. And, you know, when you get to spring training, you know, when you see those guys, you're like, oh, man, this is why we do it. You know, be, to be with these guys, to really go through the grind together. And uh, there's nothing better than spring training. Like, I was doing um, 30 clubs in 30 days the other day at MLB Network, and we were covering the Braves. And all our interviews were early. Like we had to, you know, I think we interviewed Soroka and, uh, and Freed and, uh, Anderson at 7.30 a.m. And then Acuna came at like 7.45, 7, you know, cause, cause their days are starting, right? Their days, you know, their stretch is at nine o'clock, boom, they're off and rolling. And that's one thing I loved about spring training, getting there early, getting maybe my, a little work in early work in the morning, nine o'clock stretch, but hitting the, hitting the morning dew on that grass out there in Sarasota, Florida, and being like, oh, man, here we go. Like, it's back. And, uh, you know, I think there was nothing better. There's nothing better than this part of spring training, like just getting into workouts. Games are just starting up in the last couple of days, you know, and uh, it's just, Kaner, it's these these first few weeks of spring training, nothing, uh, it's, it's really great for all these guys to be back. And what, what were, you know, what were some of the key things that, like, you were focused on at, at this time in spring training? I mean, obviously, 
you know, you've got the uniform on and, and you're getting ready to go into games and face live pitching in yeah. a different uniform again. And you've been probably facing some live pitching before you got to spring training, but not quite like what you're going to see when you're facing major <laughs> leaders. So what was kind of your mindset at this time during spring training? Well, I think that at, the, at the beginning of spring training, you're trying to get your legs under you. It's so funny, man. You work out so hard. You do all the things that you do. You're in the greatest shape of your life. You're jacked. Then you get the spring training. After that first workout, you can't walk. And you're like, what did I do different? You know what I mean? At spring training, in the offseason, I'm, you know, I'm not doing a spring training. And the biggest thing is you stand around a lot. Like, literally, you go to the outfield, you shag. You know, there's just a lot of different things you're doing, you know, that you weren't doing in the, in the offseason. So, you know, I think, I think that's a big thing is getting, getting used to, like, getting yourself back into baseball shape. You're in great shape, but getting yourself back into baseball shape, you know, is so big. Uh, and then the other thing is, Karen, like, really defensively, you know, just getting the reps in, starting to get the ground balls, you know, you know, being back in the, uh, you know, a lot of fumbles, you're right, you left, getting your routine down, getting my routine down for what I'm going to have for the season. And as a hitter, you know, getting my swing down in the cage, obviously I've probably already been hitting a little bit for at least, at least a month or two before I've gotten a spring training. So like, but just getting my swing down, everything like that. And then the next thing is when the games start now, you know, I got to really just get my timing and get, getting some at bats early. Not too many early. I don't, I didn't like to get a ton of bats early. You know, first week, give me two at bats a game. Get me out of there in the fifth thing. I'll go get my lift in. But, you know, just getting my rhythm and timing down because that's what I'm going to need for the season. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. You know, it's funny you mentioned you were just with the Atlanta Braves. The thing that Dansby Swanson is talking about is, you know, working on himself in the offseason from a mental game standpoint. Case, okay, so was there anything that you felt like you did? in the off season, preparing for the season or spring training to work on your mental game? I did, bro. I did a lot of stuff. And uh, I think it was 1999. I started working with a guy named Leslie Coates hmm. down in uh, right outside Jupiter. I believe it was in West Palm. And I started doing neurobiofeedback training. So I would do neurobiofeedback. He would, I don't know if you're, I'm sure you've done that, Kane, where they, they hook you up, they hook your brain up. It was a lot of left frontal lobe stuff. Yep. And it, it literally, literally like Pac-Man would come up and I would move the Pac-Man with my brain. Right. And, and, and I would really have to get calm to just let go. When I would let go, the Pac-Man would move. But when I would, you know, try and make it move, it would go black. And it was amazing that when it would go black, you know, you could feel your body get very frustrated. And then I would say, no, no, just take a breath, let go and let, and then I would let it go. And then it would, it would move. And it was amazing how it would train my brain like to really slow down, to really be in the moment. And like I so I would do 30 minutes of that. And then I would and then I would do 30 minutes of the metronome. Have you ever done that before? The interactive no, metronome it's called? Is. No. Yeah, interact it was interactive metronome. You take a it, it's like you have a button on your hands. So you put this thing on your wrist and what you do is you like I would stand up and so I had earphones on and Whenever I would, whenever I would hit the, when I would be perfect on the clap, right? On my clap would be perfect. A cowbell would go off. It'd go bing, bing, bing. And if I was early in my right ear, would go, ah. And if I was late in my, in my left ear, it would go, ah. right? So I would, I would do 3000 reps. So imagine standing there for 30 minutes with this buzzer on your hand. And I would just one, two, three. And I got to a point where like, Man, I could I could rally off I could rally off hundreds in a row without getting an. Eh, eh. It was amazing the rhythm that it would create and 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 uh, the calmness it would create. And what was funny is 
the feedback you would get was great because whenever I'd get a uh or an eh, I would, you know, instead of, you know, getting really frustrated, I would just have to get back to the rhythm. And it was like almost, it, it translated the batting because, you know, you take a bad swing first to bat, you're facing somebody with a good change. If you're out front, you know, how many guys ruin their hole at bat because they're like, oh man, that was a terrible change. If I just, that was embarrassing. I look like an idiot. Fans are booing me. My coach is yelling, what are you swinging at? You know, next thing you know, my bat's over. You know, I, you know, you, it, it, it translates, the, the interactive metronome and neurofeedback translates so amazingly into putting in a bat together mentally because it's that frustration tool of, oh man, that didn't look good. Hey, no, no, next pitch. Here we go. Get back. Let go. See the ball hammered. See the ball hammered. Boom. Like, so it really helped me with my process. So I did do, I, and the, what's so funny, Kaner, is the one year in 2003, I ended up, breaking my pelvic bone. Crazy. I went in the stands for a ball, broke pelvic fracture, didn't even know it. I thought it was a groin strain. I played with it for two months with a pelvic fracture. At, at the off season, I realized, oh my God, this isn't this isn't a strained groin. I went to the doctor. The guy's like, you have a fractured pel- pelvic bone. It's like, wow, that's amazing. So what was funny was in the off season of 2003 going into 2004, they told me like I had to do active rest. I wasn't allowed to lift weights, do nothing. So I really Dove in to the neural biofeedback and the, and the interactive metronome training because that's all I could do. I did it three to four days a week. Go look at my numbers in 2004 from April to July. It, it was unbelievable. I didn't lift a weight or swing a bat that whole off season. All I did was neural biofeedback and interactive metronome training. Dude, it was something. I had 44 doubles that year. 24 homers. I hit 324. I struck out 36 times. 36 strikeouts and 44 doubles. I had eight more doubles and strikeouts. I, I have to believe it was directly related to all that training I was doing mentally because I was so locked in and so slow and I was just able to really see the ball differently. It was, I don't know, it was crazy. But like I said, man, I didn't lift a weight. I didn't swing a bat the whole offseason. And the greatest three, four months stretch of my life. Made the all-star game. I think I was hitting 351 at the break with damage, too, with damage numbers. Interactivemetronome.com. I'm taking a look online here and found something I think that could be uh, – it looks like it's kind of actually used to maybe in improving cognition, attention, focus, memory. Yeah. Kind of used in schools, too, right, with kids. which schools, yeah. Like, yeah. like ADHD stuff, all that stuff. But it's, there's yeah. so many there's so many things it's used for. And I even believe the Navy SEALs train with it. And there's yeah. so many things you could yeah. use. How about that? I just looked at it. It says United States Navy. How about that? There you go. There you, you go. Use it at Duke. Use it in the Air Force. I'm going to have to check this out. Good. Amazing well, stuff. Man. Amazing okay. stuff. Okay. Since we wrap up here, I got to check that. I got to check that out. As we wrap up here, what did it sound like again in your right ear? In my right ear, it'd be like, in my left ear, it'd be like, and then when I hit it, it was like, bing, bing, bing. <laughs> tremendous tremendous okay so thanks for joining us again now next week wednesday the 10th we're i think we're going to be off i'm going to be in vegas for my wife's birthday yeah, i'm and, out too um, you're going to be out too eric burns just posted in that time frame 44 doubles 36 punch outs there we go it was unbelievable hey if, if it if it goes to the ipo you might want to get a head start and buy interactive metronome training because we're going to take it right here from coffee with Kane and Casey, and we're going to bring it mainstream 
athletic training. I'm on it today. I'm going to order one today. I'll report back in two weeks and how it works. So legit, bro. So it, tangible training, I'm telling you. And neural five-bound feedback, too, both. Love that. On that. Case, hey, you got some work to do. Send me the plan for tomorrow. Send me the Way of Life app. Let's dominate today, brother. Good seeing you. We'll catch you in two weeks. Thank you, man. yourself. Hey, thanks for checking out this podcast. This is Brian Kane, and I would love for you to leave us a review if you've enjoyed the show. I'd also love to engage with you directly on social media. So please reach out on Instagram or Twitter at Brian Kane Peak. And then make sure you head over to BrianKane.com and check out some of our articles on our blog, some of our videos. And if you're a coach looking to master mental performance and up your game so you can help your clients get the results they've been looking for, check out my Mental Performance Mastery Coaches Certification, where we teach you about the mindset, routines, and habits that your clients need to get the results they've been looking for. If you're an athlete or a performer listening to this podcast, head over to briancane.com and click on Athletes. Check out my 30 Days to Mental Performance Mastery for Athletes program, where I walk you through and coach you virtually to help you master the mental game and give yourself the best chance for success. Thanks for being with us here on the podcast. Let's dominate the day.